remain on your feet as we open our hearts and minds to receive our scripture lesson today. It's coming from the book of Matthew, chapter 7, verses 1 through 12. Let us be open to receiving and hearing the word of God. Don't judge so that you won't be judged. You'll receive the same judgment you give. Whatever you deal out will be dealt out to you. Why do you see the splinter in your brother's or sister's eye, but don't notice the the log in your own eye? How can you say to your brother or sister, let me take the splinter out of your eye when there's a log in your eye? You deceive yourself. First, take the log out of your eye, and then you'll see clearly to take the splinter out of your brother's or sister's eye. Don't give holy things to dogs, and don't throw your pearls in front of pigs. They will stomp on the pearls, then turn around and attack you. Ask, and you shall receive. Search, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, whoever seeks finds, and to everyone who knocks, the door is opened. Who among you will give your children a stone when they ask for bread? Or give them a snake if they ask for a fish. If you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good things to those who ask him? Therefore, you should treat people in the same way that you want people to treat you. This is the law and the prophets. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. When I was a kid, my family often went on vacations with my parents' best friends who had three boys. Jeremy, Jacob, Jess, my brother John, and so it was always the four J's and Emily. But we had a always had a wonderful time adventuring and exploring, and inevitably... This would usually tend to end up in some form of us getting into some trouble. Often this would involve some repercussions, like the time that we decided it'd be really wise to try to find the shortcut to the playground and climbed a a fence that had some sharp edges at the top and my shorts got snagged and the only thing to catch me at the ground was my face, which was not a fun liquid diet for the week to come. Or the time when Jacob had brand new white sneakers and he managed to get them completely and literally stuck in the mud where his feet came out of his shoes. Or the time that we thought that the hardwood floors in the rental house where we were staying looked more like a slip and slide than anything else. And so we put on our socks and just would run and slide back and forth across those hardwood floors until my brother John managed to get a pretty nice-sized splinter stuck up into his foot. Let me just say that that process of getting that splinter out looked a little bit more like a minor surgery was taking place than actually just getting a splinter out. You know, sometimes splinters are funny like that. Depending on the way that they go in, the direction that they have taken, you can't necessarily see how big it is inside. 
Sometimes it's a little bit more like a log, in fact. I remember the first time that I heard the the first part of the scripture that we read today when I was a kid, and I remember thinking, ouch, what would a splinter in your eye feel like? Can you, like, even imagine what that would feel like to have that? Much less to think about what a log might be. Is that even possible? But sometimes... What we see on the surface doesn't expose the reality of what's underneath. It can often be a lot larger than what we see even right there. It's tempting for us to cast judgment or determine that what we see or hear is not what we are inclined to or We label that thing that we've heard as bad or even incompatible with what we understand and and how we put the world together. But just like my parents, when they were teaching me to drive, taught me not just to look in the side view mirrors to determine where cars were on every side of you, but to lean forward and you had to look around and, and look back. Because we all have blind spots. And sometimes, I might even say many times, we don't see the whole picture. And it's true that usually we are pretty good at seeing a speck or a splinter or a blemish to what someone else is saying or thinking or doing, usually way before we're willing to look in the mirror and to check ourselves. Think about the amount of times that you have witnessed or seen or dare I say be a part of an arguing match that happens online. Virtual arguing, who knew? Or maybe you just think of a time when you've watched two people have an exchange It is really tempting to just want to like give the last dig and then like run away so that they can't get in another word that might disagree with with what you are wanting to prove or to share. Sometimes we even want to do the put our fingers in our ears. I can't hear you. How many of you had a kid or a grandkid that has done that to you recently? Today we're finishing up this series on this Christmas song, Do You Hear What I Hear? And we've been focusing these past several weeks on ways that we can pay attention. Considering how Jesus might have looked at a situation, or seen a person, or engaged someone... And the last verse of this song reads, Said the king to the people everywhere, Listen to what I say. Pray for peace people everywhere. Listen to what I say. What are we listening to? Do we listen to the news? Is that what we're listening to? We listen to people who are familiar to us or close to us or running in our social circles. 
to those who hold the same opinion as we do? How do we listen? Who do we listen to? I think it's so often that we have that question of how do we discern what God might want us to see and to hear and to know? Because the matter of the fact is, is that there are a lot of opinions out there, especially in the world that we live in today. Like on your way to church, the amount of information and opinions that you receive from uh, billboards and, and signs and talking with others and looking at your phone, we can literally fill our day with opinions. And sometimes we feel like we need to decide and commit, and hold strong to what we think to prepare ourselves for all the, the noise and, and the sound that's out there. It can, it can feel confusing. And so we want to get to what we know and what we feel. And sometimes as Christians, I think that we feel like it is our job at times to defend God even. And to make some clear and declarative statements about everything. And this is coming from a place of wanting to know what is right and wrong. For some of us, maybe personality A types, it would feel better to just have uh, two columns These are the things that are permitted by God, and these are the things that you should avoid. Two columns, perfectly laid out, perfectly clear. And I think this sometimes even develops into us having a desire to to know what and determine how God would handle something, and then to fight for that thing, regardless of anything else we hear or see. Because we feel like we need to hold tight. And yet often, I believe that where this lands us can be in that seat of judgment. Exactly where we are, we understand we're not supposed to be. I'm afraid that sometimes this is where we have failed as a church and as God's people even. When we feel that we have to go so far and be so sure sure that we'll even go so far as to take up a sword to do what we know about what God would want us to do and how God would want things. But instead, today, we are reminded of the importance of listening, about not judging, about being willing to look inward so that we can live more fully and authentically our lives outwardly. I really do believe that God tends to speak to us through what's happening around us. This is a a truth that we can see as we read the stories of the Bible. Even this song, Do You Hear What I Hear? It was written as a response 
to what was going on in the world at that time. It was written after World War II, and it was a a way of expressing the social and political environment and inviting us back to a grounding. A grounding that was situated in the invitation to listen. There are a lot of things that we do know and we can share with others as we proclaim the good news of God and the life of Christ and seek to follow God's ways. Absolutely, without a doubt. And our reminder from the song and from Scripture is that one of the ways that we're often able to do that to express something is because we have listened. That we've been awake or aware enough of what is going on, what God is doing. I love this saying, the biggest problem with communication is that we do not listen to understand but we listen to reply. Have you heard that or some other version of that phrase? I want you to think just for a minute about how many times we can be determined about what we think is best. And in conversation with someone, think about how we can convince that person that they really should see things the way that we see them, right? Can you hear yourself lecturing someone? I mean, I don't want to, you know. Or maybe just trying to convince someone of, of what you think and believe, talking to others, talking at maybe even. It was a couple of years ago uh, when this video that I'm about to show you went viral, and it's only a clip of what is actually a much longer conversation. Uh, maybe even you would classify it as an argument but I think it's a pretty good example of what our listening can sometimes look like. Let's take a look at this. They can listen to me, listen to me. Like, like I do this all the time. And if I go out at the, at the house with the door, Matthew has his toys. And then Matthew has all his toys. Okay, but I have to yell at you guys. Okay, Listen. Okay, what? Like everything they do at this house, they can't trust everything at Grandma's house. Okay. Okay, then what? Then you're not listening to me. Then you're not listening to me. I asked you not to do something. No, no, but listen to me. Look at If we do something... I think you get the picture. It goes on and on. And, and just so that you know what was going on, He was really trying to convince his mother that it was okay for him to have cupcakes for dinner because he was at grandmother's house. That's where the argument was coming from. Now, this little guy was... Who had cupcakes for dinner last night? Okay. This little guy was three years old. But sometimes the humbling truth is that we find ourselves doing the same thing with others, at others. Sometimes we even put our hands on our hips to make ourselves bigger and to get our point across. 
We have a point that we feel like we need to prove, that we need to convince someone of. And our hearts, if not our mouths, are saying, listen to me. I've done the research. I know what's going on. I have the experience. I've, I've seen this before. I have the answer. I think I know the best way or the right way. But the thing about seeing the log in your own eye before you even go to the splinter in your brother's or sister's eye, not casting judgment, is that it asks us to be aware of ourselves, where we're coming from, as we engage others around us. You know, when I think about even us as a church community here, we, we come to worship together. But even a church community can have different priorities at times. Does that sound familiar at all? Priorities about what we care about or maybe what a focus should be. Even on things about what we believe and, and how we interpret something. How do we support each other and listen to one another? How do we listen together as a community? Now the last part of our scripture says, Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. Are any of you going to go home and give stale bread as a form of nourishment to anybody? God gives good things. And our invitation is to do the same. The last line is of the scripture that we heard today is probably one that you've heard a hundred different times. Maybe you didn't even realize that it comes out of scripture Treat others the way that you want to be treated. As we do this, as we listen, truly listen, humbly listen, listen. That's where the goodness of God begins to enter in. The opportunity for us to see and connect with what God might be speaking and sharing to us as individuals, as a community, as, as a church. It's a way that we continue to usher in this gift of God that has come to us. Listening to what God would want us to see and to hear and to know. And there will always be that temptation because there will always be people who push our limits. And the temptation will be to say, but listen to me, listen to me. 
But our invitation is to be people who learn to listen deeply and fully, aware and open to the world around us, to what's happening in our community and and in our families and in our relationships. And our job is not to fix people or all the problems, but is to see these as opportunities that can be engaged. A way for us to respond about places and and ways that maybe allowing a little light to shine might even, might even change our own perspective and what we have held on to, to be open to listening to where God is continuing to lead and to guide. Listening. Sometimes it just means we got to be quiet for a moment, right? To pay attention, to be open, trusting that as we do so, And may this be our good news and a good reminder to us that as we do this, God will be opening doors. Knock, and the door will be opened to you, to me, to us. Are we listening? I wonder today, for us sitting in here, what is it that we need to listen to? How might we listen in some new ways? What might an openness, an opening our, our heart look like for us as individuals, but also as a community? There is a lot going on in the world around us, a ton constant. Where do we step through that door? How do we do that? And listen. Thanks be to God that we are invited into the work of God in this world. It's for you and for me to step through knowing that we are not alone and that God is with us. Thanks be to God. Amen.